BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. This is a TMS Studios production, brought to you by Revolver Podcast. How is your judicial system compared to ours? I believe our judicial system is much more fair compared to that one of America. Um, for example, here in South Africa, we have just made cannabis legal um, throughout the whole country, not just some states. And, you know, I believe in some states where it's not yet legal, uh, a person can be thrown in jail for up to five years for just carrying a little bit of marijuana. Is that they true? are still people that live in, that are living in states that it's legal now that are still incarcerated. They're still incarcerated, but... That doesn't make sense. Surely they should be, they should be pardoned if this drug has or this substance has now been made legal. Uh, that is where we live at, my brother. And most of the people that are affected by that particular situation, obviously, we don't have to go into that. I know there are people like Jason Flom, a friend of mine who resides in New York, who are constantly fighting the criminal justice system, who are, you know, going through everything they can, doing everything they can to make sure that this system in America is reformed because this system was clearly created to, to, to see the demise of the black man. Right, and that, that reminds me of what you said about the messaging behind a man endures. You know, you see the broken families, you see the mass incarceration and the excessive sentencing and the single parent households and, and the effect it has on our society as a whole. What I would like to see in our country is a reformed judicial system and equal the playing field. You know, you, you get sentenced for X amount of years in one state and excessively in another, and it's just absolutely ridiculous Daba, we, we know we gotta man, go back to the drawing board we know a young man that is 34 years old and he has never committed a a physical crime and hmm. he had he got sentenced at the age of 21 80 years life plus 80. excuse me please repeat that he got sentenced to life plus 80 years 
at the age of 21 years old, and he's never committed a a, a violent uh, offense. Clearly, there is something completely wrong with the system. How does a person who's who's never who's never committed a single offense get at life plus 80 years? Oh my God! It's full of them, buddy. The state of Florida probably has 3,000 people that are affected by that situation. But yet, somebody can call you out of your name in a derogatory way, and it's okay. It's okay. Somebody can there is no justice. Of, somebody can ride on the side of a building, uh, a racial aftertag, and let it stay up there for four and a half months. And everybody in the town see it. All the preachers, all the Christians, because there ain't no hate in heaven. You know that, right? But <laughs> it, it stayed on the side of a building for me. And it was blank U-C-K-O-F-F-N-I-G-E-R. And it stayed up there for four and a half months. And it was okay because it was the freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of world that we live in. So my brother, things aren't fair. Uh, for people of color, nowhere. And I appreciate the kind of work that you, I, lives, and everybody that's involved are putting in to make a difference, to make the playing field uh, 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 even, you know? And I mm -hmm. think I've got it figured out, buddy. It don't take Uncle Selwyn long to figure out things. If we could get everybody to go to the mountain, we could set the thing straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said something in Bamba about there not being any justice. What do you feel is our moral obligation as an individual to bring awareness to these issues? I think our moral obligation, uh, especially for those who are affected, is to, first of all, to galvanize our people, unite our people, make sure that we're all on the same page, and discuss the options that we have, right? Can we reform the system? Can we get enough signatures to hand in to the mayor or to the governor so that they can change the system, right? Or if that is not something that is actually viable, then we have no reason but to, to make the system ungovernable. I believe that is the only way. Sometimes in order to rebuild, you have to destroy. But our efforts have to be consistent. It can't happen that one day we march for George Floyd, but the next day they kill Trent Cunningham and we then we just we just let things go. You see, we have to be consistent in our efforts, and that's why it's important for us to build teams. Because at the same time that you want to reform the system, you still have to go to work and put food on the table, you see. And so once we are able to come together and strategically discuss how we will be able to engage with the system, whether it be on a diplomatic you know, basis or whether it be on a much more confrontational basis, we still need to come together as a community strategically and decide how we can make sure that there is consistent, uh, not necessarily just attacking, but consistent, consistent engaging with those powers that be. To, to let them know that this will, we will not let this up, we will not let this go, and we will not tire. African man don't tire, you understand what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if you continue to not respect me, disrespect my woman, and not allow me to work and put food on the table, then you have 
already put me on a death sentence. And if you put me on a death sentence, then by God Almighty, we have to go all the way. We have to go all the way. And 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 that's the difficult part is trying to get people to care unless they are directly impacted by a certain issue at that time. What is what's some advice you could give someone listening today that's struggling with some of these issues that we've talked about and mental health? What would you say? Mental health is uh, something that unfortunately uh, our people here in Africa do not really pay much attention to. You know, you'd have seen historically that um, people get locked up in houses, you know, people get locked up in huts. And of course, this comes from a history where we have been brutalized and murdered by the police. So when somebody, um, you know, says, oh, I can't take it, I can't deal with this anymore. Or, you know, they, they, they are observing, you know, cases where they're not, you know, mentally well, you know, we say, hey, 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 stop it. Pull your socks up. Can't you see the police are coming? They're going to get us. We ain't got time for your, for your sob stories. Let's, you know, put on, put on your jacket. Let's go. So because of the challenge that we face, it has been very hard for the black people to actually acknowledge uh, mental illness. So that's, um, that's the history that we've come from as far as mental health is concerned. But then now, finally, we're at that stage where we can acknowledge it and we can, you know, treat it and find solutions for it. So the thing is, we as black people have to, you know, try to be, um, I don't know, we have to try and be everything. Uh, it is a disease. It is uh, alcoholism, uh, yep. drug abuse, yep. all mental health issues. And a lot of yes. people don't realize that why, how people get affected by it police comes around you're already anxious if you're in a mental health crisis and once you see that police officer it's supposed to be okay protect and serve to help but when you see the police officer the first thing they do is they get all shook up because they know that you're gonna they're going to hurt me because they don't understand me and they're not yep. educated enough to deal with what i got going on so, you know, man, uh, we live thousands of miles apart, but guess what, brother? It feels like uh, our worlds are, are so similar. Very similar, very similar. Um, and it's important that our young people have access to, to social workers, to therapists, um, you know, to be able to talk and vent and, and, and just express themselves uh, in any way they can. So, you know, for our, you know, urge young people and, and I'd urge parents, especially parents, to be a little, excuse me, to be a little bit patient with their children. And if there's something that they don't understand that their child is going through, is to take these young people to therapists and social workers so that they can get a different perspective on what is happening and what is troubling our young people. You know, yes, we have to deal with work. Yes, we have to deal with the police and we have to deal with the system. But again, the young, the young people are the most important people. And we have to find ways for them to be able to express themselves and get out what is troubling them inside. You know, we cannot continue not acknowledging mental illness. Because I tell you, brother, I had a brother about three years ago, very successful artist, uh, musician, 
who committed suicide and left his wife and two kids behind. Now, for me, you know, suicide is something, you know, that's very difficult to understand. But at the same time, it's like a person has given up. And you cannot give up because you are throwing those kids into mental health and mental illness. Those kids will never be right. Their daddy left them. Their daddy, you know, gave up on them. You know, so now you are perpetuating the cycle of mental illness. And so Wake we up can't every day with yeah. a chance and a choice. And guess what? So man? we have to work with our young people to, to, to constantly make sure that they have different avenues where they can actually express themselves and, and get out what is within them and have a little bit of patience for the, for the young people who are, who are dealing with mental illness. Uh, I gotta ask this. I can't. I, I, I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to dominate. I've been talking about this for two weeks because Lynn read the book and she told me about this. Tell me. No anesthesia. You got to walk the mountain. Tell me. The spiritual, the coming into a man. And let's be real, for a brother from America, sort of kind of cray-cray at the age of late teens, early 20s. Explain to me, my brother, you got to be a man's man. You got a heart of a lion. Ah. Everyone going to tell the story. This is a spiritual regiment that you have to go through to become a man. In his in his country in his world, tell me about the mountain, brother. Tell me about the mountain. One quick soup. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! So, let me start at the beginning. In our culture, as Tosa men, we have to go through a rite of passage to be recognized as a man. Unlike the Western society where you turn 21 and are given a key and you're now recognized as an adult, we have to earn that right. And how you earn that right is by going through a passage whereby you have to remove your foreskin between the ages of 18 and 20. And so this is a job that is done purely by the men. Your father or your older brother or uncle, they take you. Uh, and they let you know that, okay, now it's time for you to be a man. Sometimes, you know, there's the young people request to be a man, but then sometimes they are so scared because they've heard of the pain that some of them run away and then they have to actually trick them. I remember one of the kids um, where I went to, they told him that they're going to see his grandmother. Next thing you know, they're putting him where the cows stay because this actually happens, what we call in the kraal. In the kraal is where, on a farm, where you keep your cows, right? They take you there and they say, okay, you want to be a man? So let's begin. Take off all your clothes. And this happens just before uh, dawn. So around about 5 p.m. just as the sun is, is coming up. And um, they say, okay, 
Now go sit down on the on, on, on the stone. You have to sit, sit on a stone. You are buck naked at this time. <clears throat> and then you have it's to look. Hot. It's probably hot. <laughs> you look to the east. And the traditional doctor who is then performing this, uh, this, this crazy, um, you know, thing on you, um, says you have to cough. So you cough, you cough, and then he, he examines you, make sure that you are, you are good, because now he's, he's actually seeing which piece of you he's going to remove, right? And then, before you know it, he says cough again. As you cough the second time, you cough the third time, and then swish! You just feel a sharp pain, and that sharp pain, when it hits you, even though it hits your manhood, you start feeling it on your spine, and it rises up on the back of your neck. And then they say, look to the west, and say, I'm a man three times, and you have to say, I'm a man three times, and you say, which means I am a man in my language of Kosa, and you say that three times, and then they bring a, a leaf, which is called Isitwe, and this leaf is covered with tiny little hairs that basically stick right onto the wound. And obviously this is where all the chemicals and the stuff from the, from the wound will go, and they wrap it up in a, a little, um, like, um, like a bandage, but it's not a bandage, it's actually goat skin that they use. How do you say you're a boy? How do you say you're a boy? A boy in Kwe in Kwe. Kwe Kwe, that's what I would be. Kwe Kwe. But no, unfortunately, you see, if you do not go through the rite of passage, you will always be regarded as a boy. In other words, you can have a family, you can have kids, you can get, but you will not be able to to be granted uh, a wife. You won't be able to get married. When there's a traditional ceremony, you will be forced to sit with the kids and eat with the kids. You won't be able to sit with your, with your, with your people who are your age mates, right? Um, so that's weddings, funerals. Blackmail, man. That's blackmail, <laughs> man. That's emotional torment. No, it's not. It's no, not. that's emotional torment, man. And the main thread that that exists is that a man endures. A man endures. In daughter, e yeah. You know, a man endures all the time. You endure through the pain. You endure through emotional upheaval, whether it be the system, whether it be your own community. A man has to endure no matter what. And that is the main lesson that is taught through this rite of passage. Adaba, I have endured death. I've endured torture. I've endured attempted murder i've mm. endu i've endured a lot of things in my life mm. what i'm telling you is i would be a boy and i would beat up anybody that tried to make me sit at the boys table because i couldn't do it <laughs> the beauty of us coming together and having this conversation and connecting different cultures we get an understanding of other people's experiences and i just thank you for bringing awareness to your culture. And for the listeners out there, I was noticing Uncle Selwyn's face with just the pain that that must feel to endure that moment. But the sacrifice you would give up to run from it, you know, like that's your manhood, you know, that having a family and continuing the 
legacy. It's, it's super important. So I, I think it's just super important to continue these conversations and and come in with an empathetic approach to the diverse perspectives, values, and different cultures, and, and, and just know what's important so we can come together to make this world a better place for the future generations to come. And Daba Mandela, thank you so much for being here today and having this conversation with us on setting the My man, going. my man. We ain't going thank to the mountain together. We can go have a lemonade. <laughs> and, and I also want to say this once again, ladies and gentlemen, get his book. Get his book. Tell us the title one more time. Going to the Mountain, Life Lessons from My Grandfather. And the yes. second edition is called uh, 11 Life Lessons. Simple as that, because uh, there's 11 lessons in the book. And I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, uh, Mr. Sullivan, for allowing us to set it straight once hey. again. Get and Liz... I look forward to welcoming you and you, Mr. Sullivan. But I look forward to meeting Miss Liz because I've already met you, Uncle. <laughs> I look forward to it as well. <laughs> I know, I know that there will be a day that we meet where we are collaborating because I, I believe our missions are very much aligned. So thank you yes. so much and looking and forward that to that day. Would be setting it straight with Selwyn with the man himself, Nadaba Mandela. God bless you. You've been listening to Setting It Straight with Selwyn, TMS Studios production, brought to you through Revolver Podcast. If you would like to stay in touch, follow us on Instagram at Setting It Straight Selwyn. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.